Retro Anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Musings of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and with me as always are Vic and Brian. And also our special guests this episode are Andrea and Lynette. Ladies, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Hello. Hello, and today is all about anime music. Anime music has had an indelible effect on Western culture, but it wasn't always this way. Uh, how has anime evolved over the years? Are we, we're going to fake our way through it and uh, pretend we know what we're talking about. But to just sort of set the stage a little, back when anime started making its way across the, the Pacific Ocean over to America, we, um, it was 1980-something when anime music kind of barely just started making its way over here. And for the most part, it was always some, directly related to the show. You'd only get anime music through uh, anime dubs, and early dubs always made efforts to translate that music in English. So early shows like Speed Racer, Astro Boy, things like that, they had uh, localized versions of their anime theme songs. And that, the only way you would ever really get those, if you were into anime music, was through like compilation discs, not discs even, compilation cassettes or LPs of your eight favorite... Track. Eight track. of your favorite <laughs> children's television shows, because that's that's pretty much the only way you could do it. The only that once anime, like real anime, started making its way over, the only way you were getting the music is if you were watching it, right? Pretty much. So I guess that's a good place to start, right? We'll start with our earliest memory of anime music. Uh, what was your first exposure to music? And and I and I don't mean to preface this. I I don't mean um, American animation. American animation always had very memorable theme songs. It was sort of their shtick, right? It was like a commercial. So the music had to be jingly. But anime music, specifically, something about it, something different, something that really hooked you in. What was your first? Uh, Brian? I would have to say, in thinking about it, I would have to go with, like you said, Speed Racer. Go Speed Racer, go Speed Racer, go Speed <laughs> If you ask me to do it in, yeah. in, in, in Japanese, I'm still going to go, go Speed Racer. <laughs> uh, for the purposes of this podcast, I finally looked up those intros in the original languages just to compare them to the ones I remembered, and it's it's pretty similar. So you know, basically nailed it. Are we going to try to Are we going to try to translate? No, definitely not. You're not going to get that out of me today. No, no. <laughs> Vic, what's what's your what's your uh, first? anime music of memory oh god first memory that oof for speaking <clears throat> non-syndicated in the u.s anime it would either be geez that would be early 90s for me so non-syndicated that would either have to either be the bubblegum crisis or akira i'm not sure which one i saw first well now akira's uh worth noting but, because, hold on hold on I would have to say, he had seen Voltron, he had seen Speed Racer. I said non-syndicated in the that's U.S. The, yeah, uh, his preface was non-syndicated. So, like, Speed Racer, Astro Boy, Voltron, Robotech, those were yeah, all... Yeah, a lot of the 60s and 70s stuff, they they 
kept the actual background music and they just went along with it. Not all series did that, and I'm not sure which ones which ones did and which one didn't. So, right. well, I can tell you, Speed Racer did for sure. <laughs> but Speed again, Racer did, but as far as others, I don't know. I don't recall where it was my first. Right. That's but why I, mean, I went with non-syndicated specifically. Well, that's all right. I mean, Akira's Akira's a strong opener for a lot of people. That was their first anime, right? And for a lot of people, that was their first intro to anime music. And if anybody remembers that soundtrack, holy shit, right? That's a oh for sure. I mean, this I, I actually have a note on it that the soundtrack draws heavily from traditional Indonesian gamelan as well as Japanese no music, and I'm probably mispronouncing these words. But I think everybody can remember the Oto, right? Like that. <laughs> the clowns are on their bikes, and the guy's yep. like riding with his arms crossed, like the coolest dude ever. And that music just, and you go, what the hell am I listening to? Right? Yeah, that's that's a strong start. All right, all right. Lynette, your turn. What was your, your first anime music memory? Oh, I guess I would have to say it's like a tie all right so it's like the daytime tv sailor moon and then of course the ninja scroll my grandfather had it late night watch it when i'm not really supposed to because it's not a child friendly video but yeah hell yeah well ninja scroll man that's that, that, was, <laughs> that was an intense that was an intense cartoon <laughs> and I mean, and and hey, you know, Sailor Moon was great. I remember Sailor Moon. Now I don't, I can't say for sure if the American music was the same as the Japanese. So I only ever experienced the American intro. Which probably wasn't the actual Japanese intro. I'm guessing. I, I think uh, the background music was, but I'm not horribly sure. Yeah, it was. It was close. It was very close. Like I. um for a while, I did not hear the subbed version until a friend of mine in college actually introduced it to me. Because I was one of those, I don't want it to be ruined for me. My childhood can't be ruined <laughs> if it's not the same. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's very, it's it's close. Okay. Well, that's good. I mean, because not a lot of, if it made it to syndication, most of the time it, it didn't get the original intro. I mean, a lot of... It was that weird sort of flux, right? There was anime in the 70s and the early 80s, which tried its best to sort of preserve the experience. Things, again, uh, Speed Racer and whatnot. And then there were those anime that that came over and and were repurposed into American syndication. And so their soundtracks got changed. I think I just always assumed Sailor Moon was one of them. But, okay, good on them. All right, uh, Andrea, your first memorable anime music. Well, for music, I mean, I grew up watching, you know, Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Totoro, and all that stuff. However, my first, like, Japanese anime that I remember, like, being like, dang, I need to go look up what this song is, was Cowboy Bebop, the intro. Tank. Uh, tank. <laughs> yes, that is the one that I that I remember on my own, just being like, I need to go find this song, because this song is awesome. The infamous Yoko Ono, right? So it is? Somebody will correct me. Pretty sure. So I'm talking about the Beatles, Yoko Ono, are we? Is that Yoko? No. It's Yoko Kano? Yoko Kano. Yoko Kano, I think was correct. There you go. Okay. It's Yoko. I was like, it's Yoko. Like they, Not the they, Devil Hunter variety, the musician, Yoko. Beloved pastime? Yes, Yoko Kano. Just look it up for sure. 
Thank you, Yoko Kano. We don't even need to issue a correction. We got a real time. Yoko Kano is a composer. Um, infamous, infamous anime music composer now in this day and age. So back early days, you could only really watch it through your intros. Maybe you recorded it off your VHS like me. But then right around the early 90s, CDs started dropping and anime imports kind of started trickling in a little. Um, I think that's about the time anime import shops, well, not anime import shops specifically, but just import like, shops in general. Yeah. Just yeah, kind of started. Shops, uh, comic book shops and some movie places like Suncoast Video. Sure. And they would start carrying some of that import music, a real, just a light spattering of the stuff. Um, and it, it was it was all great because at the time, right, we only had uh, MTV, VH1, and the box, the jukebox network down in South Florida. So if you weren't, if it wasn't playing on that, it was obscure because that was basically how it went. So if you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm really enjoying Konya with Hurricane from Bubblegum Crisis and people like, and that was on what, VH1? Anyway, yeah, no, sorry, no, it didn't happen. I could have sworn that I remember seeing, cause so we're talking about MTV. Yeah. I could have sworn that, um, so Beavis and Butthead. Sure. Right. They would uh, have the cartoon. And then after that, there would be a portion of the, of the episode where they were reviewing music. Yeah, they would MST3K the hell out of some music. Right. And I could have yeah. sworn that's, one, that's another time I was exposed to it because he showed the anime. It was funny by having cartoons talking about so cartoons. So I, I think I know what you're talking about. And I think what it is is, and this was, um, it was Matthew Sweet. And he had the song Girlfriend in the early 90s. And the whole thing was set to anime, the anime Space Adventure Cobra, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And and that was the whole music video was set to anime for the animation from that ser that film or series. And uh, and if, if it was on Beavis and Butthead, I would not have been surprised. Because <laughs> that was their jam. So yeah, after he started getting anime music CDs, we were able to start importing stuff. And around that time, anime started trying, I would like to say, is the, the way I would like to describe it, is they, they started trying. They started trying localizing the actual music rather than rewriting for syndication. Because again, late 70s, early 80s, they, they had anime intros, they tried to localize them. And then right around the 80s, when everybody was shooting for syndication, Robotech, Go Lion, um, you know, all those anime series were, they were getting their own American versions of a song and not for nothing. The Voltron intro, <clears throat> the Voltron intro was great. Uh, Opio Minucci's Robotech soundtrack yeah. was excellent for what it was. Um, but then again, around the early nineties, anime was, was trying to get a foothold in and, and studios like Pioneer and Animego and and whoever it was that was doing dubs, they they were trying to localize things. So Pioneer had their basically their entire portfolio uh, translated into English. So you got like Tenchi Muyo's theme music was translated into English, and that that had a pretty good run. Um, they even released a bunch of that stuff on CD. It was like Best of Anime or something like that. I had a copy of it. Um, but then I don't remember what year it was, and somebody can correct you know tell me. But Napster hit, right? Right. Yeah, that was late nineties. So nineties. The internet. Ninety eight, ninety nine. The internet opened up, 
and and Napster happened. And then in my opinion, correct me if you disagree, that's when the anime music floodgates opened. When everybody could download an MP3. Yep, June 1st, 1999. Really? God, man. So it took it took our entire childhood to get, to get anime stream and beyond working class citizens before anime music was easily downloadable. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we were allowed to drink then. <laughs> and that actually tracks with, yeah, that actually tracks with my a memory I have about when I realized that maybe I wasn't built for this whole anime life. Uh, I had a friend who, not a friend, uh, an acquaintance. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> that, a coworker. So embarrassing that he's no longer a friend. He's just an acquaintance. No, no, he was a coworker. Went down the social structure in the course of one podcast. <laughs> and uh, we were working at Domino's together. And one day he was making pizza. Then he got control of the over the music. And this is right when you had mp3 players that you could have and he he hooked him up and he was listening to not super dimensional portraits macross but mostly Etta. and he was and he was singing the theme song in japanese that's good that's so so bold (laughs) this is the best word i can come (laughs) up with and he was going ham. He was going in the road and on. Allow me. Oh, now you fool. Like that's because the whole thing's this like jazzy. Because that's the whole the whole must be the bit. It's every episode, everything about it was was jazz. So it was like this jazzy rock kind of thing that they were trying for. And he was he was going all in on that. That's it was like a it was like a Chinese Tom mm. Jones. Uh, I mean, Japanese Tom Jones, uh, and it was just going yeah. off. And I was like, man. Damn. I, that's, you know what? I, oh, man. So I, I know that we've talked about it amongst ourselves before, but there's, there are, there's anime nerds, and then there's always an anime nerd who's nerdier than you and makes you question your own fandom. I feel like that's probably that point where you're thinking to yourself, do I even like this shit anymore? I don't know. <laughs> like I thought I would. It's 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 like like another example is this. I love Lord of the Rings, but would I go on Stephen Colbert's show and talk about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Hell no. No, you know better. Know your well, you place. Know, growing up, you were ostracized <laughs> for that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, you publicly like this, and you're over the age of six. How dare you? Oh man. Oh, yeah, you listen to cartoon music. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> I can tell you, like every time I see my kids and they're listening to anime and they're, you know, say so they're they're telling me about new anime that came out. I just want to like, listen. You're standing on my shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know what it's like. Man. And, and, you don't know. Like, you don't know what we've been through just so you can enjoy that. Do you know how many wedgies I got because of this? <laughs> now, dare you try to school me on it? Mospita is uh, one of those anime that was part of a a big trend in in anime at the time, right? So, 
there's a, a TV show called How I Met Your Mother. If you've ever seen it, there's a running joke in there where Robin is from Canada and how the 80s landed in Canada in the 90s. So they were always kind of like a decade behind. And, and anime kind of, to me, it felt a lot like that. Like uh, the music was just at least a couple years behind American right. trends, American mainstream media. And in the 80s, the, they had a, a big trend where music was a central integral part of of the plot almost like a character um so you had shows like super dimension fortress macross and you had uh mospita and uh bubblegum crisis right where every every episode or the whole overreaching plot had a lot to do with the music that was actually in the show and i know there's modern takes on that but that that was a bigger trend right around that time uh i remember now we got things like uh akb0048 or some and i'm sure somebody else has another example or two um but yeah it I, was good i think that's a very important thing especially with the rise of the cyberpunk genre you sure. know they yeah. had to have somebody who embodied that to bring that that whole punk into the cyber and say you know what we're just gonna we're just gonna make a violent gym in the holograms <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think anime music was also unique in, in another sense, which is something that I guess maybe in our youth we didn't really know, which is that uh, anime series were known for hiring very popular talent at the time, people who were famous in their own right already to come in and write music or perform music written for a particular show. Uh, this was the case with Bubblegum Crisis. This was the case with, um, with uh, Genesis Climber Mospitas. You know, and some shows made t made talent. Macross was a talent maker. They took Mari Ijima and they're like, we're going to make you a star. And they did it. But that trend never died. In fact, I would argue that it's it's gotten exponentially larger. Now anime series are hiring talent all the time to sing, you know, to sing their intros. It's like, it's like it would be like the equivalent of Linkin Park recording right. music. For Absolutely. That's show. a perfect um, example. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that's where a lot of my, like my favorite people have come to. And this is the point where, you know, we, what would be the first, what was the first time you realized I need to go start looking for this person? We know, uh, we know Andreas is, um, cowboy bebop right but when was the first one when you're like i need to go find this person i yeah definitely lynette lynette you have a story about this right um your first you started hunting down the musician because of the anime right yeah i, was, uh, I have two it's orange range and then uh naruto was the orange range they did uh with asterisk and then, of course, there is, I have to pull up her name or else I'm going to destroy it and then people will hate me forever. Um, <laughs> no, uh, marriage, yeah. no marriage is that one. <laughs> yeah. Anon Wakashima, she did uh, Still Doll for Vampire Night. So the cello, I'd always, and just being able to just go and buy artists, you know, you get more of their music too. It is, it is nice. And then you, you, you get just exposed to an entire, an entire discography of things, and you're just like, "Wow, this is so much more than this." And that, 
And that doesn't happen. Tell me right now off the top of your head, who sings a single Disney intro? <laughs> just a collective virtual shrug. Uh, and that's because that's just how American cartoons were made, right? Nobody knows who the hell sang the theme song to Thundercats. We probably all wish we do, but we don't. And that's that's just the way American cartoons are made. But anime, they took a different approach. Like we're gonna we're gonna put our money behind this. And and not only did they put their money behind that, getting talent to sing these intros, they also do it more times than once, um, right. so to speak. My favorite. Uh... Example of that is IQ and Burnout Central. They did two of the they did two of the theme songs there, maybe more, but they definitely did two of them. But the first song that made me want to go and find out who did it, it would have to be from the uh, Sasuke Retriever in, in, in Naruto. Man, I love that. The artwork in it and the music was just on point. It really synced. And the next time I wanted to do that. I would have to say the uh, Jiraiya arc when Jiraiya dies in Naruto. Hey, hey, spoiler warning for people. Bring that up for that's very sad. Can't can't go doing that to people. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the statute of limitations on this spoiler is is long gone, guys. We're just saying. (laughs) You know, Frieza dies. Right? It was a dark time for people. (laughs) That was was a very sad moment for me. But when you listen to the music. There's a point where right when they clash, there's a, a huge-ass crescendo that leads right up to that moment when Jiraiya and Pain clash. Man, they came forward on that one. They came to play on that one. And for that, you thank the video editors for getting it just <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's... It, now, Andrea, you said you said yours, yours was Yoko. And Vic, what was yours? What was your your anime awakening that point where you go i gotta find more of this exactly should have take my money well, right. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is for me with music uh with anime music it's like i don't think i've hit that moment i'll have certain songs that stick with me you know like oh god i'm gonna get tongue-tied on this and i'm gonna butcher it but from the Macross, do you remember love? It's like I would a blah 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 because I just got tongue tied. That's and how I remember it. Yeah, it's the exact name. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those songs that stick with me, and it's even the variants that like stick with me. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I, that's a very powerful thing to say. Much like the way um, anime or anime American animation, Disney animation, right? Um, their music sits with you because not only is it is it good music. But it's good music that's creating an emotional connection to a moment. That damn key change, right? Right, and it it it, it hooks you in that emotional moment, and then every time you listen to that music, you at least again for me, it's, you you feel that moment every time, and, and that's it. Yeah, I it's man, yeah, you know, it's, it's never driven me to the point that I'm gonna have to find more music from this person because because you I have don't. that moment, right? I get it. But I'm broken that way, so that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> it wasn't until the '90s that we got our Napster and our in our internet downloading. Now, do you do you guys think now? I mean, we've long left this at this point. But do you guys feel that streaming has negatively or positively affected anime fandom? I think it's positively affected it. I mean, it's made it easier to access. 
think I have a problem. Yeah, regardless of paid services or you know pirating, it's made it just easier. Yeah, was, I think I that? might have an anime watching problem. I, I, <laughs> do they have like like binge watchers anonymous? Because I'll just put on Crunchyroll, and the next thing you know, it's Tuesday, and I don't know what happened to the rest of the days. <laughs> yeah, I think last season I was last season. I think I was on twelve hours a week strictly on Crunchyroll, but I have nothing better to do. So. <laughs> Yeah, when I heard a new Bleach season was coming out, I was like, I must catch up. And 15 seasons later, I'm like, where's the next one? Where's the next one? <laughs> now, there's there's something to be said about the power of an anime music emotional impact, right? Like, Again, I was talking about the when you hear the music, you get an emotional reaction, you get an emotional response. And and there's a flip side to that. And it's it's my Street Fighter story. <laughs> which which is is just the absolute opposite of this um the initial street fighter anime came out street fighter 2 movie super movie battle came out in the 90s and the music dropped on that and it was it was all j-pop it was just the whole soundtrack was kind of just j-pop music it was beautiful beautiful j-pop music um the american release didn't get that the american release they scrapped all that and they gave it like a completely different soundtrack uh equally great in its own right but not the same well initially when you watched street fighter 2 in america you had to watch it through a bootleg or you watch the english dub because there was no japanese version available and if you did get one there were no subtitles for the music at least you lucky if you got the dialogue from fans right. <laughs> the song from the well, the whole soundtrack is very misleading in that it's it's beautiful music, but it it's all. And I didn't find this out until Discotech released their version of, Super, of Street Fighter Two, the movie, when they finally had subtitles for all the music as as well as the dialogue. And then I, I come to find out that this music that I have been jamming out to for decades, just rocking to because I, I thought it was just great, was all love songs. All of it. It's during the final battle with Vega, the struggle for for you know Ken's Ken soul. Ken's soul, this battle of of Titans. And and it's it's a song about about love. It's a song about Hey, you and Ken had that brotherly connection. Hardcore guy love. I, I respect the guy love. It's it, it's just it was not it didn't fit the tone and I just the lyrics alone. I'm going to give you some of the lyrics for those of you who haven't heard this translation. It's the colors of a forgotten poster in a corner of the city are fading away. But my why feelings, you, why did you, no, but did my you, feelings towards you, because this is the emotional impact of the song, but my feelings towards you will definitely not fade away, lingering forever in my heart. Though it was a misfortune that I wasn't able to meet you, to that one person in the whole world I want to tell. This you're, is the, I think you're looking at this wrong. For the soul <laughs> I think you're looking at that wrong. That could, all, right, all right. All right, now all right. You, all right, you, hold up. Wait. Hold on. I got more. Hold on. You did it lovingly. <laughs> now try to do the same way, but make it feel like I'm gonna spit in your face. Try to read Hang it on. now. Read it now. You know, I I gotta you gotta let me get the second part in. Love and kindness and strong heart. These are the feelings I always have when I look at you. I yeah, want to gaze I at you yeah. without 
tears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're helping out. <laughs> it's a love song. It's, it's a, a love, love song. song. <laughs> it's a love song, and it's this really just banging love song at, in the climax of this mega martial arts action movie. Never mentioned love and, song and climax the same sentence. Yeah, <laughs> and and now that and now that I've heard it, and now that I know what the lyrics are, thankfully I can't understand Japanese, so I can just turn off the subtitles to that part. Otherwise, it completely takes me out of the moment when I'm watching that anime now. So that's the flip side to having really great pop music, current pop music in your product is is when they pick something that just doesn't seem to fit the tone. And and now, after all these years, I finally understood why when they localize it. They're like, now nah, we're gonna throw a bunch of like heavy metal on this shit because this ain't working for us. Wonder if the same thing happens in hentai. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to imagine it. I need this out of my head now. It's gone. <laughs> I wonder if the same thing happens, but in flip verse. So instead of it being a nice love song, it's a, it's, it's the most violent. <laughs> Instead of getting journeys, open arms, they switch it up for the most rapey rock music they can come up with. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's not the trick. They have it has to be something sweet that's rapey. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I, I yeah, see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It has to be something <laughs> sweet. Like, yeah. I wonder if that's how it happens. <laughs> well, I'll leave it to you to research this for us, so that we can we can know for the, you know corrections. <laughs> why, Brian? Why? Oh, now man. I gotta All learn right. Japanese first. It's, yeah, that's <laughs> step one. Learn a foreign language. Should okay. be easy, right? No problem. <laughs> Duolingo. Dust off Duolingo. So let's um, let's take a moment. Let's start going through some of our favorites. Uh, I know we haven't had a chance to really talk about some of a lot of our favorite music and anime. Um, so I'll turn the floor over to the table. And you guys give me give me a couple favorites. Let's let's start putting a list together. Um, Lynette, you start. What do you got for us? Oh, oh, well, so I have a couple. I'm putting you on the spot. That's... I know. That's so, so nice. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm a giver. So, <laughs> I want to say a couple of openings from Bleach, of course. You know, my favorite. Um, the one that starts off soft and ends in heavy metal, uh, I recently found out is called Ichirin no Hana by High and Mighty Color. And then, of course, can't leave the orange range out from Naruto, which is like the asterisk, and the Viva Rock. And then going into the cello is the Steel Doll and Suno, Suno no Oshiro by Kanan Wakashima. Those are my, my favorites. Now, would you say, and I know that for music that you know just as we're growing up our, our music tastes adjust uh with time would you say that your taste in anime music has evolved as well um i'm pretty much i'm open to anything as long as it doesn't give me a headache i mean i've i've gone from classical to country to ska so it doesn't and you know so i'm open for any type but mostly if music matches the anime that i like i like the music that's Really how it goes. Cool. Uh, all right. Awesome. Uh, now, uh, Andrea, give me give oh. me some of your just top tenors here. What do, what do you got for us? All right. Well, I, I got a shout out. Uh, Unravel by TK. That's the Tokyo Ghoul theme song. That one's always a great one. Um, I also really like Crybaby. Uh, it's the Tokyo Revengers theme. That one's really good as well. 
And of course, Crossing Field by Lisa, which is Sword Art Online, the first opener. Yes. Top three at least. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Vic, you're up, man. Give us give us some uh some anime choice titles here. Well, it's weird because like in regular music, my choices are normally industrial, rock, metal, that kind of stuff. My anime likes are all over the place. I mean, feeding off what Andrea just said, right back to Lisa for the first season of, uh, yeah, Demon Slayer. Again, a lot of the older Macross stuff. Huge fan of. The opening to the Record of Lotus War OAV. Not the TV series, but the OAV. That's always stuck with me. Um, we've got, of course, Hank, Cowboy Bebop. It's, it, it's a great classic. Love the intro for Trigun. I would hand out names and whatnot, but I don't know because I've never researched it. It's one of these one-offs that I just enjoy. Uh, and even a lot of the more recent ones, like, which doesn't fit what I listen to normally at all, but like the introduction for D4DJ was just fun. <laughs> I remember Vic was saying that he loved the intro, uh, Do You Remember Love from Akira? He loved that one too. <laughs> Brian's just mashing it up now. <laughs> uh, your turn now. Now it's your turn. You got to represent Brian. What? Uh, give us a couple faves. Fly High from Burnout Syndrome probably has to be one of my favorite songs. Um, Hurricane Bubblegum Crisis. That's another one that you brought back into my life. I, I thank you so much for that. You're very welcome. I, I, I mentioned it before. The Sasuke Retrieval Arc. From Naruto. I'm saying it like that because I can't, I'm not going to even try to say the, say, say the name. And also, the train from Food Wars is also a pretty good one, too. Yeah. I agree. Awesome. And Rick? Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's my tastes run old like me. Uh, so for me, midlife. Most of it is yeah, for me, most of it is is older stuff. I listen to a lot of uh, the Bubblegum Crisis soundtracks, uh, Konyawa Hurricane by uh, Kinuko Omori. Uh, a Sweet Touchdown is probably one of my favorites uh, from episode three. I listen to everything Macross, Super Dimension Fortress Macross, all of it, start to finish. See uh, 1980s all the way to now. Actually, I'll, I'll comment on that. One of those... One of the interesting things about that series is it's kind of like, I don't know, who's who's an artist that constantly reinvents themselves? Cher or Madonna or somebody, right? They've been doing music since then, but they're always, like, their music is, evolves with the times to remain relevant in a lot of ways. That's Macross, all right? Macross starts in the 80s. It's J-pop music. It gets into the 90s. It's this techno synth acid trip crazy shit from macross plus and then it's it's j rock with macross 7 and then it's like all the most current version is like idol groups which are all in vogue right now everybody's listening to idol groups from all over and theirs is their most current was a group of five singers so it the franchise itself stays relevant because the music itself stays relevant you know to its era uh so i respect the hell out of that but a lot of just other stuff uh sky hurricane super dimension century orgus Fantastic song, Casey Rankin. Everything ever written by Joe Hisaishi of Studio Ghibli fame. I have one more. He makes good Go stuff. Ahead. The end battle in Gunbuster. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is yeah. a good one. 
cannot tell you the name of that song, but God help me, I'm gonna try and find it. It's hey, hey, that that's one that needs to be added to the. Add that to the show notes. Fun fun fact is that Vic and I have been feverishly trying to find an LP of that to no avail because it is it exists, but it is rarer than it is super rare and it is highly expensive because of it. Yeah, but it it is we are on the what's your definition of highly expensive? Five hundred plus. That's definitely my definition for a single disc LP. Holy. That's nothing, guys. That's nothing. Anime music is stupid expensive, right? Streaming has made it easy for all of us. We can all just pop onto Spotify or Amazon Music or whatever the hell and listen to a lot of stuff. But if you like the music from the 80s, good luck. Or even the 90s on physical media, it's the rarer stuff is getting expensive. Just good luck. I tried finding music links to build a Spotify playlist for this episode. And all I can find of the good 80s stuff is covers because none of it's there. I'm so sorry. Right. Which is telling, right? Anime music importers have gotten really great at putting everything up on Spotify for you. But if you want any of that really classic stuff, nine times out of 10, it's going to be a cover. And I apologize to anybody. We do get a playlist off the ground. It's it's going to be covers for most of the shit I pick. So, so basically, we just got to send somebody over to Japan and for that person to hunt down these songs, that's what we're going to have to do. That's a part of my next plan for Japan, actually. <laughs> Fine. Which would have been two Fine. years ago if it wasn't for, you know, that certain virus that's screwing everything over. I know someone who's there. You know someone who's there? Really nice. Yes. She's there you go. teaching in Japan right now. So she is now my new best friend. <laughs> what is she doing over there? Teaching. Teaching. I thought she said singing. I was like, yeah. Well, she, well, why are we not talking me, to her? <laughs> <laughs> she got me the series of Chobits from Japan. And then nice. from Japan. So so just before I, that we delve off into finding our friends abroad, this <laughs> brings up the question, which is, do you own any physical media of anime music? Brian, do you own any actual physical anime music? No, but it's it's all right here, and that's well. And, and now I understand that as as streamers, this day and age, everybody streams. Absolutely, I do too. I pay for it though. I, I, I would. There are songs I've paid for um, <laughs> because I'm an American. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism for the win. God damn right. <laughs> Go get me a hamburger. <laughs> Andrea, Andrea, do you own any physical? Not, I'm, I'm not counting digital media because, like, like Brian just admitted, it's way too easy to get. Do you own any physical anime media? That that hurt the way you said Musical? it. Just there. I don't mean that to hurt. be demeaning, but it is but easier it, it, to get. The way Brian just admitted, like <laughs> <laughs> he confessed to the crime. <laughs> this is not an admission of guilt, but Brian absolutely streams music. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. This is also not an admission of guilt, but I also scream music. I do not own any. <laughs> nothing wrong with this. I want to be clear. I'm not judging you. Who the oh hell has God. room for all this stuff? Oh, wait, I do. Vic, does. Vic has room for all this stuff. Vic, you own you own a, a fork ton of this. Uh, 
As a matter of fact, I just literally separated my LPs between stuff that was available in the US and stuff that I actually imported. And so and that's all on vinyl. So it's like I've got quite a bit. It's like I own three, yeah, three of the Demon Slayer albums. Okay. I have uh I bought the Laserdisc copy of the Record of Lotus War OIV because it came with a soundtrack a picture disc. Yet another extremely difficult piece of media to find, FYI. Yeah. Or at least affordably. I, I got lucky on mine. Um, you know, I've got a couple of Macross albums on vinyl, including the one that we actually had autographed. Thank you for bringing that up. There's actually a, uh, a series on, on Netflix called, I think called something about, it's in uh, the Grand Crest. I won't watch it because it reminds me too much of Record of Lotus Four. Okay, Brian, you do realize it's the same uh, author. He just blew his mind right now. It's the same guy. The guy that did Lotus War, he actually did Grand Crest War, and he did it the same way that he did Lotus. They played the game, they played it as a tabletop game, and then after the tabletop game, they actually write out the series. I just wanted to see how you were going to respond. <laughs> yeah, I thought the exact same thing, and it's like, at first when it came out, it's like, that sounds like way too much, and I looked into it, it's like, Oh, it's the same guy. Can't remember the guy's name for the life of me, but yeah, he's apparently an avid uh, tabletop RPG player, and that's how he does his stories. Yep, but also, okay, to add on separately from Lotus, um, also, because it was mentioned like three or four times, Bubblegum Crisis, it's actually getting repressed on vinyl. I just pre-ordered all eight releases. That is a that is big news, uh, because I'll, be, I'll tell you why, uh, for those of you who don't collect vinyl. LPs. Um, the previously, up until about a week ago, if you wanted a copy of Bubblegum Crisis, you were going to pay upwards of $200 per disc. Per disc, and it was only up to volume five, I think. Right. Six, seven, and eight were not available on vinyl at all. So me, being a po-ass person that I am, do not own a single copy of that. <laughs> wow. Justify spending that so, much for a single disc. Well, did... did <laughs> Vic, did I hear you correctly when you said that you have an LP of Record of Lotus War? Yes. Does. A rare LP of Record of Lotus War. So you have a record of the Record of Lotus War. <laughs> yes, I have a record of the Record of Lotus War. <laughs> Make record of that. Noted. Make record of that. <laughs> well, this is being recorded. So. Inception. <laughs> and then let the record show. The, the record shows we have record of a record of Record of Lotus War. Which is recorded a, beautifully. A rare record of Lotus War. So, yes, as if it wasn't already evident, I, of course, own physical media. It's not a judgment. It's just I'm old. Well, it, you also got a couple of them hanging behind you. Right. And old people old people like physical media. It's, it's actually kind of there was like a study done about this, that people in our age group are more inclined to purchase physical media due to... I don't know, because we're fucking broken, probably. But um, that there's just something about that, the ownership of physical media, something that, which is why when streaming started, people thought it wasn't going to survive because people like us were always buying the physical media and we seemed to be like really into it. And boy, were we wrong. Yeah, just, we were wrong, but you know what? <laughs> if, you know, if I'm ever suckered into another marriage and through another divorce, if I'm broke, I can at least sell something and... I've got, you know, insane amount of money out of it as opposed to, oh, yeah, I've got a streaming record collection. You know, it's all digital. I can't sell that. 
Well, I'm, Vic, I'm counting on you to put my son through college with your your vinyl collection. So it's gonna be. Oh, don't worry, my vinyl collection's well to you. So. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So that answers the question. We, you know, those of us who do, those of us who don't. Basically, what you, what so basically, Andrea, what they just said is that we were going to be broke, and <laughs> our wills don't mean shit. This is the. Nothing physical to give. You know, you buying okay. these NFTs and shit, was, you know. It's like, <laughs> I was just about to make that joke. Dang it. I'm going to say I have a bunch of NFTs. I'll be fine. It's like you got a, you, you've got a digital receipt of something that you don't actually own. I, I have one-tenth of a Bitcoin in a wallet somewhere. It's gonna be, I'm going to be good. It's going to be no just problem. Just got to locate it. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Uh... I love that. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna try and put together a, a playlist of some kind for you guys, uh, listeners. Hopefully, <laughs> by the time this airs, maybe if we can find the uh, the music uh, for you to listen to, anime music for me, right? It started out as show tunes because that's all it really was, essentially. And then for me, it, it evolved into something more, right? It's fandom. It tied into my fan my fandom with the with anime in and of itself but even then uh as my taste in music changed and it did so too did my taste in anime and the music also followed suit so there are times where i was listening to mcat's bomba head from the tenho tenge soundtrack and i would rock out to that now i listen to it i'm kind of like eh, that's not really my thing anymore but Boy, I would put that on repeat, no problem. Um, there's an era where the High School of the Dead, I actually still really love that theme song, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm shut up about that one. Other songs, like uh, Gundam Wing. Gundam Wing had like 25 different intros, and I liked pretty much all the music from those. Do you feel like that's the case with you guys too? Like your, your taste in anime has evolved with the times with you, and do you feel that you're still there with what you started with? I can say this, is that like all things that happens, I can listen to a song and it drives me back to wanting to watch that whole series again from there. I think, I think Lynette mentioned something like that, right? You had that same oh, yeah. feeling? Mm-hmm. I can you hear know. a song and then I'll just go, I want to watch the entire series and then just go watch it. I, I think what's was awesome, and, and I really love this about this podcast, is as we are going through the music and we're going through the series, I can tell you it's been at least 15 years since I said the words gun and buster at the same time. You know? So gun buster, I'm saying that, hey, holy shit, I remember how much we love that. And I remember us from, from then and the people who we were then. And man, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's such a great feeling to be able to remember the great times that we had with these medias. So. Brian, if I still had tear ducts, I'd be tearing up right now. <laughs> he had them surgically removed. It was a important part of his evolution. <laughs> he's now in his he's now in his final form. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he's joking or not. <laughs> no, no, my power level is still at one though, unfortunately, not over nine thousand. 
No, no, I'm talking, I'm talking about the tear ducts. It sounds like something that could happen in Perron. <laughs> it's so dry out here. They just dried up and fell off. So do you, do any of you play anime music? I don't mean listen to it. I mean, do any of you play it? I, I don't, because I don't play a musical instrument to save my life. But do, do any of you? I've been known to tap to it. Something stuck in my head. I'm tapping away at work, and it's like... <laughs> I've played the song at a gig before. Have you? <laughs> have, you played, have you played anime music at gigs? Yeah, yeah. Okay, now we will judge you. What song was it? That is fantastic. All right, so um, it's one of the only ones I was able to get. It was the uh, Sasuke Retrieval Art. Okay, I'll let you be. So now you, <laughs> you realize you, you have to get all the karaoke music for Super Dimension Fortress Macross, right? You have to. So have to. that I, yeah, it's like a room. But, uh, a lot of people don't <laughs> know that. Our, our final song that we played, whenever it is, actually comes from Japan. Hasn't been on uh, anime or anything, but I just got to give a shout out to Yellow Magic Orchestra, their song, Computer Games. And we will add that song to the playlist. I will love you guys forever. Yellow Magic Orchestra, computer games. Absolutely. I would recommend getting the radio version because the album version is like, just get the radio version. <laughs> Trust Thank me. For the call out. Thank you for the call out. Right. <laughs> I, I've plucked at a guitar, but I've never successfully done anything that I would consider music with it. Um, but I, I have tried my hand at a couple and then I go on YouTube and I'm like, Oh, I'm never going to fucking touch this thing again. Jesus Christ. So put me in my place fast. Right. I did the ending <laughs> music to Akira on musical triangle. <laughs> well, and, and it was a big hit. I remember it was in the middle, <laughs> it was in the middle of our Christmas party. And we just thought, you know, Brian's going to cut loose on this and we're going to see how it goes. And yeah. damned it all. If, if Abuela didn't stand up and applaud at the end, you know, just bravo. Who threw that? Who threw that bra at me, though? <laughs> <laughs> who had did be, that? Uh, had had to be a cousin. Had to. God bless him. <laughs> <laughs> Way to co-sign. That's my fucking wingman right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna start winding down. I think, guys. I, I there's so many more things we can talk about with anime, but what I really want to do is I really want to get your your top pick. I want your top two. Your top two. These are the the great finale, the 1812 overture of of our anime playlists, our fictional anime playlists. Maybe not fictional. We'll see. I'll start with Vic. Vic, give me your your top two. Oh, of, of course, you're gonna pull me out first. Well, it's you know <laughs> you're welcome to pass the buck, but so because Dunbuster made the surprise appearance. <laughs> So we're going to go with Toki no Kawa wo Koete, which is the ending theme for episode six. Ah, find that shit on Gunbus. Find that shit on Spotify right now. No, (laughs) if we can find it, it would be awesome. So stop with that. And again, Ayoboete. Do you remember Love from Macross? Do you remember Love? I mean, that one still sticks with me. It still reminds me of, you know, SDF-1 just plowing right into Centrati's ship, launching everything out. You know, it's just that climatic battle. And again, the climatic battle in Frontier. Right. The, the emotional weight of it all. I, I respect that. Young me just can't get over it. My inner child. Andrea, you're up. 
Oh boy, oh boy. All right, well. Crescendo of music here. Well, okay, I've already mentioned one of them, which is Tank. I mean, you got to go with it for Cowboy Bebop. But to be different, <laughs> um, just to give some new ones, I'm going to definitely say The Hero, uh, which is the opener for One Punch Man, because that one is awesome. Hells and- yes. <laughs> and then to be different, oh my god, it's it's so difficult to choose because Attack on Titan is awesome and all of their openers are great. But personally, I love the newest one. Uh, I think it's the seventh one. It's called The Rumbling. The Rumbling. Yes, that one's so good. So I guess those will be my top two. I've got that one on pre-order on vinyl, too. Man, now you're just showing off, Vic. All right, Lynette, mm-hmm. you're up. Give me give me your top two. The, the, oh, the peak so anime hard. music. So hard to pick. But I would have to say, <laughs> like, I haven't talked about it. I'll have to add a new one. I would say Alone's Aqua Times. It's with the teddy bear lion things on bleach i love it just love the video every time i hear it so, so that one's a good one and then i'm going back to the cello um still doll it's really good oh man this is great this is going to be an, an eclectic ass mix i'll tell you that brian i have one that i haven't spoken about before it would be Connie bone silhouette and this is from the the war arc and um and Naruto Superman. All right. It's catchy. That's great. No, all right. Okay. So that's that's one. You get one more. Anime Supercut. What's your what's your next pick? Drumroll, please. I'm going to butcher this name. Please, nobody come for me. Nobody come for me in the comments. <laughs> uh, it is going to be Burnout Syndromes. He got a H-I-K-A- I A R E, and this one is from when uh, Carlsono for faces the end, like the 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 big guy, the, the the from the final of like the first part, and yeah, that's a good one. And I know exactly what you mean. I'm not going to try to pronounce it either, but hell is yes, I am all the way in. All right, and then uh, I guess for me, I'm gonna pick. Mm. Vic took my pick. Andrea took my pick. Brian took my pick. Everybody's taking my picks. I'm so sorry. Pick as well, it doesn't matter. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah. I'll go with. Um, you know what? I'll, I'm gonna throw some oldies in here. That's what I'm gonna do. Uh, we'll go with Sky Hurricane from Super, Super Dimension Century Orgus by Casey Rankin, one of the few American guys to write an authentic Japanese intro, and it's fantastic. And I'll go with. Um. I'm going to go with Angel Voice from Macross 7. Often overlooked, deeply loved by me. The choice. See, that's everything. That is everything. <laughs> I, I want to let you know. That's the whole world. It's, fair enough. <laughs> All right. So as we've given our tops, we're going to try and put together a playlist for everybody. Uh, it'll be in our show notes. So make sure you check that out. And uh, let's... Let's go around the table one more time. Final thoughts. Anime music. L- give people your elevator pitch on anime music and what's so great about it. Uh, Brian. Ladies and gentlemen, I just got to tell you right now is that in in the 90s and, and so on, it was very easy to get stuck into your own world. And, and I, one of the wonderful things about anime is that we were able to be exposed to a completely different country 
than the one that we currently existed in. And it made us better for We were able to find out about different worldviews. Along with those worldviews, the medium that, that really drove us home would have to be the music that they used. So I am inspired when I see the new generation and I leave motherfuckers don't have to have it as easy as, as hard as we need to get to it. But I love that they're embracing it now. And you people who are watching anime now, who are from our age that didn't watch anime, I see you. I know who the hell you are. The people, the people <laughs> fronting, the people saying, "Oh, I used to watch that," and they're like, "No, the hell you didn't." Those, <laughs> those guys. You came in on Dragon Ball. I've been here since record of Lotus <laughs> War. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go, Lynette. Lynette, do you have any final thoughts on on anime music and its impact? Oh, I would have to say more people are watching anime and enjoying the music. And there are so many things that if you start to hum it or start to sing it, and the younger generation has had access to it, they they know what you're talking about, like. Naruto is the biggest one. Uh, Dragon Ball is another one. Uh, there are many where you can just start to hum a little tune and somebody's going to go, oh, I know the anime. And that's a, that's a great thing because when it was younger, it was just like, they just pat you on the head and go, you just like cartoons. That's so sweet. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, True story. <laughs> uh, Vic, Vic, what are your, what are your final thoughts on the show? Uh, anime the nice thing about just music in general it's like you don't have to understand it to enjoy it you know a lot of people you know it's like if you understand it sometimes it enhances the feeling towards it sometimes it doesn't street fighter it's exactly my point there (laughs) but overall i mean if it sounds good most people tend to like it and then with the anime aspect to it the fact that it's something that you probably would have never given a second shot or first shot, you know, in the 80s and 90s, now that you have some a visual attached to it, it's like, it becomes that much more to you. And it's just gotten better and better throughout the years. And, <laughs> and it, it's, you know, and just like music in general, it's evolved over the time. And it's, personally, I think it's in a, much better place now, you know, between availability, quality, and amount, as opposed to what it was when we were growing up. I mean, sure, we have some of the classics were ju- which were just phenomenal, but now it's, you know, there's just so much more of it, and it's easily available. You don't have to bend over backwards to get it, and it can only get better from here. I like it. All right, pressure's on, Andrea. Give us your final thoughts on anime music. Well, you know, you guys pretty much said it all. It's music is something that brings us all together in general. And then having it be anime music just elevates it to another level, even if we don't necessarily understand the words. One of my favorite things to do and something I always have is when I go to a comic convention of any kind, there usually is always some kind of anime music room where either they're playing it or it's a trivia or something. And without fail, every single time I go to a room like that, it's jam-packed, so full that people are standing on the walls. And it's all these socially awkward, anxiety-ridden, 
teenagers, adults, kids, like all, all ages, all kinds of walks of life. And as soon as you throw on a Dragon Ball Z intro or Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, anything, all of a sudden the room erupts with people just singing along, not even knowing the words perfectly, but singing because we want to. Oh, we want to. Because we want to. And hands go up because everyone's trying to guess the song or everyone's just jamming to the person next to them. And it's beautiful to see something that you guys mentioned where it was so you know, negative with you guys growing up that now for the next generation and stuff, it's something that actually bonds people more and more, even if you're socially awkward or very extroverted, everyone can agree that these songs, these animes are amazing. And the songs just help to bring us together a lot quicker. I love that. I love that message of of unification. I, I feel like that wasn't very present for us in our youth. Um, we you know, we were lucky to find friends who had similar interests when it came to this particular uh, type of media. Um, but, you know, when you did, you had lasting friendships. You know, Vic and Brian and I have been friends for ever now. Uh, I think it was like eight, eight or nine thousand years, roughly. And Give oh, is that what it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's great when you can find that. And, and I love that that now that's that's an option for people, especially in the connected age people who would be deemed socially awkward in their own right, finding peers uh, to collectively get together and enjoy Timeless something. Peers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I agree. we're not, just, they're not just connecting with their generation. They're connecting with other generations as well. And that's, 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 that's awesome. I agree. And, and I think one of the, one of the great things about anime is that, and it's, it's often overlooked is that it's, it is just a format, right? And anime is, is not a genre. It's treated like one. There's an anime section at your local stores, but it's it's so much more than that. Anime is a format, um, just like any other format. And within that format are individual genres. There's uh, horror and adventure and action and romance and romantic comedies and all of these things that fall under this umbrella and we generalize it. But I think what it really shows is that we are so much more than the sum of our parts as a people. And music, uh, all these different genres of music being folded in to these different genres of film um, really creates for really creates a, uh, I want to say melting pot, but I feel like it's such an overused term, but a, a melting pot of, of cultural relevance and exposure that I, I think I think is just really it's really heartening it makes me so happy to see uh it take off in such a way so yeah that's those are my thoughts on it i guess we'll wrap it up that's our show for today uh, vic where can people send you their dick pics again i don't want those um well i'm not going to stop <laughs> sending them so <laughs> <laughs> well you know what it's fine. Um, find me on Twitter. Fine. It's at <laughs> kaiju underscore geek grotto. That's kaiju underscore G-E-E-K-G-R-T-T-O. And while you're at it, Brian, where can they find you so they can constantly nag you about Akira and not watching it all? Oh, you thought we were going to forget? We did not forget Akira. Brian hasn't finished Akira still as of this recording. <laughs> It's a rolling, it's a rolling, we got a ticker on the website. It's a rolling ticker just to see 
How long? How many weeks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. I stand by that. <laughs> I'm not the only one. This so is Rick Vale reporting from Brian's house. We're on week 85. He still hasn't finished Akira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they can say, uh, you can find me on Twitter at skits. Skits backwards. That's the way you pronounce it, but the way you spell it is S-K-I-T-Z-Z-T-I-K-S. And just just to save people the trouble, this is in our show notes. So you can get our show notes and everybody's, uh, you know, those of us who have it, social links will be there for you. Andrea, how can people ask you out? Um, well, you can send your resumes um, to Namamajig across all social platforms. <laughs> Don't forget to include headshots and, uh, and no dick pics. Reasonable work <laughs> no, history. No. Reasonable work history, no dick pics. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, to include your yearly salary because it's got to be approved by all of us first. This is very true. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> all right. Lynette, Lynette, if people want to talk to you, how can they do so? Unfortunately, I don't hang out on social media, so you can forward all items to Brian. <laughs> excellent excellent let's send everything you've heard it here you're listening to the show everybody just you know what i'm not even going to share mine let's just all send everything to brian you know brian it, 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 it. it still hurts it still hurts <laughs> hey bro you just got a message on twitter asking if you finished watching akira yet <laughs> oh wait that's two now it was me i sent it <laughs> of course all right. Well, folks, uh, until next time, thank you. Keep calm and makuro nasoro. Just for you, Brian. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. For show notes and corrections or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe.